Deplorable Nation, a podcast where your voices can be heard, where things that affect you and your family are important, because it's important to all of us. Every one of us matters and everybody has a voice. We're going to be bringing you news, current events, and throw in a lot of humor. And then you decide for yourself. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Deplorable Nation. This is episode number 72, Shannon's Master Class. And I just want to say I'm super excited that she's on here with me again today. And I have been plugging her campfireblend.com coffee because it is flipping fabulous. My husband is in love uh, with the hotter than your mom coffee, he said it is better than Starbucks. Woohoo! So I'm excited about that. I'm ex- I'm extremely excited about that. And what I'm even more excited about, Janet, is that I am releasing my holiday blend, which is my rum blend. So it's uh, a little bit of an experiment. I have whiskey coffee, which is phenomenal. And I was trying rum blend to hope to get the same type of effect for those that don't like whiskey and they like rum. And this rum blend is liquid gold. It is fantastic. I'm super stoked. It should be open actually for pre-order today. Well, I really, really wish that I liked coffee so that I could enjoy it as well. (laughs) I just have to go on his word, but he swears by it. So tell me, uh, what other products do you guys have at Campfire Blend? I have a uh, meat rub, actually, that is made with the whiskey coffee, and it is called B-Town Rub Down. So um, uh, that's really my only product right now besides the coffee. I do have some stickers that I sell as well. Um, This company is very, very young. I actually purchased it in its infancy stage, and uh, I'm basically just having fun creating new blends. I've got a couple of uh, new blends on the way that are going to be phenomenal. And what really sets us apart basically is the the naming convention for our coffee. We have really kind of wacky and witty and zippy names for our blends. But um, for me, it's a lot about how to make the blend. And there's a lot of thought process that goes into that in terms of geographical region and, um, you know, the name and, and all of that. So I really tried to pay attention to flavor profiles it's kind of like being the sommelier of coffee, um, d- designing the blends and everything, because you really have to think about flavor profiles and then the roast, how dark do you want to go, you know, um, and what's going to bring out the natural flavors in that in that region's coffee. And it is so much fun. And then we get to come up with creative and witty names. The labels are really colorful and bold and they have they're cartoony. And so it's just really, really fun. So 
Well, I'm very proud of you and what you have undertaken with that company. So thank you. Kudos to you, my dear. And shout out again, campfireblend.com. Go get you some coffee. You can follow that on Instagram at Campfire Blend Coffee. And she would much appreciate it. So there you go. Yes, I would. And thank you. (laughs) How the heck are you doing today, my dearest? I am finer than a frog's hair. I just literally have no complaints. I couldn't be any better if I was paid to be. So (laughs) how are you? I am um, doing okay. For the listeners, this is going to be gross, but... um, (laughs) I am on my colonoscopy prep today. So um, I told Shannon she may have to talk a lot because I have the squirts. (laughs) Don't don't make me laugh too much because I might poop my pants. All right. I'll try. (laughs) But talking I can definitely do, as I'm sure your listeners can remember from the last couple of episodes that we did together. So... (laughs) It's always fun hanging out with you, though. And and our trip to Denver, I think we had so much fun. And I don't think I've ever laughed so hard in my entire <laughs> life. My sides hurt when I got home. It was a blast. It was a blast. And I can't wait to for our next meetup. So yeah, me too. So today we want to, uh, I wanted to give the listeners uh, some more information on essential oils, what it is, what they can do, how they're made, all of that stuff. And you are a guru on this. So I want you to share with people the basics of oils. This is actually one of my very favorite topics. So I am so excited to be here with you today. And thank you for having me again. And what I'm hoping to accomplish in this um this episode is to really kind of educate people a little bit better on what essential oils are, because I feel like there is still this misnomer out there that, that people, they call them snake oils, you know, and people are now rolling their eyes at essential oils, because quite frankly, it became a fad, it got really popular, Um, multiple different brands came out, And pretty soon it was, you know, there was a lot of sarcasm that came along with it. And I've actually heard it in the podcasting world a lot too. And Mm -hmm. I really want people to understand that these, uh, these essential oils, and there's a very particular kind, and I'm speaking specifically about pure therapeutic grade, and I'll get into that. But these can be medicinal. They were used as medicines in biblical times because they didn't have the chemical um, drugs that we have in today's day and age. So right, they really exactly. are legit. And I, I really want uh, people to understand the science behind it. And one of the things that I love doing is actually teaching classes on essential oils. And, and I um, continue to teach them now. So if anyone at the end of this episode is ready to learn more or join classes or get more education beyond what I share today, I'll make sure to share some information on how you can get connected with my group. But, um, you know, I really want people to understand it. And I feel I'm pretty okay at, at um, making this a very simple message so that people can get the basics of how do these things work and why do they work and why should I trust them? So Agreed. Agreed. And I think it's really important to get that message out there because like you said, there's a lot of people that think it's voodoo or, you know, snake oil or you know, it's a fallacy that it works. 
et cetera, et cetera. And I'm here to tell you, as someone who does use them myself, I wholeheartedly believe it. It does work. And I've used multiple different kinds, which I want to talk about um, some of my favorites later on in the show. But tell people, like, how did you get started in it? Yeah. Um, so actually, my son, who is now 14 and a half, he was born with a medical condition. And I um, didn't really like how Western medicine was handling things. I, I felt like they were throwing darts blindfolded at my son's condition. Like, we don't know what this is. We're going to just keep experimenting on him, essentially. Right. And, They're practicing, quote, yeah, practicing medicine. Exactly. And I just wasn't happy with that. And I felt like, you know, when I was pregnant with him, I really felt like I had this intuit intuitive communication with God. And I, and I felt like God was saying, you know, things like, this kid is going to be very special in terms of you're going to need to make sure to feed him foods that are pure and, um, you know, organic foods. And I had not gotten into natural anything at that point in time. So I started by buying different cookbooks and studying up before he was even born. And I did not know he was going to have a medical issue at that time. Mm -hmm. So when he was born and this was discovered and we're, we're going down the road, I kind of, you know, I got really frustrated as a mom and I thought, you know what, while you're practicing, I'm going to go figure this out. And so I just set off to learn as much as I can about natural things or things that I could do for my child at home. And the very first thing that crossed my path were um, these essential oils. And it's funny because anybody that's in into essential oils, at, at least the level that I'm at, we always remember the very first essential oil that we ever smelled. And mine was frankincense. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I grew up very, um, in a Christian household, I will say. And, you know, it, my, I always had a belief in God. And so I knew I had heard gold, frankincense and myrrh, you know, for the baby Jesus. And mm -hmm. so I knew what frankincense was, but I didn't ever know, I didn't have context for what it really was in terms of a physical presence or the smell that it that it gives off. So when I smelled it, I can't explain what it did to me, but it I, I my body knew that it was a pure smell. My body absolutely knew and immediately loved this smell of this. Like I could just sit there and sniff the bottle all day long. I mean, it was like calling to me. And I will never forget it. And it continues to be one of my favorite oils ever. And, and oftentimes we say, if you don't know what oil to use, use Frank. We call it Frank. Um, because frankincense answers so many things in the body. Um, and these oils, and I'll get into this too, but these oils, the molecules are actually intelligent. And they know exactly where in your body they need to go. So when you breathe and inhale in those those uh, molecules, because they are so they're transdermal, so they're really, really tiny. So when you sniff essential oils, you are actually getting molecules of oils into your body. That's one of the ways to apply these oils. And um, you just will never forget it. And I feel like it sort of changed my life in that moment. And so I immediately signed up for, you know, to not just to sell them, but really to learn more about them because I had a feeling that these oils were going to heal my child. And it took a little time convincing the hubster because at that time <laughs> we were not, you know, rolling in the dough and we weren't, you know, it was, it was difficult to afford the beginning kit. Right. But 
I just felt like I was onto something. And I can tell you that I have never regretted that decision to spend that money. And I think it was like $150 at the time, which now it's a lot different. And I think um, you don't have to pay that much to get a starter kit unless you choose to. But um, now you can just kind of buy whatever product you want. But I I just highly encourage people to try it out. Um, and that's the other thing that I like to do as well as I have, I offer consultations, just brief consultations where if you want to say, okay, I'm, I'm dealing with this issue, what essential oil would be right for me in this moment? Those are the things that I like to help people do is kind of, I just point people in the right direction or a direction to begin. Because right. really, no matter which oil you use, you're, it's not going to be the wrong one. Um, and here's a little tip. If you do not like the smell of an oil, you need it. So keep that in mind. And um, oftentimes something that if we're, our bodies are very, very toxic, we are going to kind of be offed by the oil. And so unfortunately, if you don't like it, you should actually put that on and start using it because eventually when you have the oils in your life every day or you're ju- they're just around you all the time, that oil will start to smell more earthy than bad to you. And you won't be repulsed by any of them at that point. So So that's how I got started in it. I mean, it was like, I'm going to heal my son. And I just had a pull towards these oils. And so I just started using them on my kids and in my home and um, actually on my pets as well. (laughs) And the first year that I was involved with these oils, um, we had probably one sick doctor visit for any of the four of us for an entire year. My, our medical bills went down so much that we started to see kind of an, an inverse relationship with our finances. So while we struggled to pay for the oils in the beginning, I started to notice how other bills were going down because we had been using these oils and medical bills stopped. And so it wasn't as much of a struggle anymore. And it wasn't something that we considered to have like a monthly charge of medical bills, you know, and, and a lot of people live their life by what's going to happen this month. You know, am I going to end up with medical bills? I better budget for something medically to happen. And now we hardly have any medical bills anymore because of this. In fact, my family will go to essential oils first before we go to walk-in care even. We'll try essential oils. Yeah. And I'm, I'm of that nature too. Uh, I will not go see a doctor unless I am absolutely dying, unless there's a broken bone sticking out or something, but I'll guarantee I could probably fix that too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. And unfortunately, um, for a lot of people, you know, the misnomer that, that uh, you can go to Walmart and buy essential oils and and that'll fix you, uh, that is not the case. Absolutely. Because those are not pure therapeutic grade essential oils. So tell people about the different elements in essential oils and, and break that down a little bit. So um, the easiest way to remember how essential oils work. Um, So a lot of times people think, you know, how is it that they do what you're claiming that they do? And Mm -hmm. first of all, um, I guess it would be easier to start with essential oils are the lifeblood of a plant. So when a plant is going through photosynthesis, 
and getting nutrients from the sun. And um, it's growing and thriving. And of course, it needs water for that. Um, We've talked on on a different episode about that. Um, Basically, all of what keeps that plant alive from the vitamins from the sun and the water um, become the lifeblood or the essence of that plant. And the distillation process is essentially extracting that out of the plant. And so we then take that life essence into us and it actually benefits us. And I, mm-hmm. and I say this a lot, but God put Adam and Eve in a garden for a reason. Uh, he didn't put them in a cave. He didn't, right. you know, there was no caves there provided. They didn't build a house out of wood. Um, they, they were taught how to till the land. They were given dominion over the earth. They became farmers. They knew how to completely heal themselves and take care of themselves, utilizing the plant life that God gave them and eating animals. So I'm sorry to tell you, I do believe that meat is good for us. Um, there are some that I don't eat, but um, it is biblical that that God gave us the animals to eat uh, right. because protein and there's vitamins in the meat of an animal as well that are essential for human beings. So right. um, I think it, not to rabbit trail, but I think a lot of people get lost in the today's day and age, the meat processing has become a little bit sus, sus to use my teenager's new language. But, um, you know, we don't really know what chemicals or hormones or anything that's put into that meat. But I can guarantee you, Adam and Eve didn't have that. And so it was completely okay and kosher, as many say, to eat eat animal flesh. So um, back to essential oils, these are the lifeblood of a plant. So that is that is why it is important that we use them as medicines. And there are so many, we're so ready to accept herbs, but herbs are just dried versions of essential oils. Right. And I can tell you that it takes uh, about one to two pounds of herbs to do what one drop of essential oils can do. So we are literally getting the, um, the concentrated dose of what basic herbs will do. Um, I am a master herbalist as well. So I do, I do support the use of herbs and not all herbs are, or plants are turned into essential oils. So oftentimes I use both and it kind of depends on what it is and what I'm doing. Um, but they, they partner very well together. (laughs) So, um, so the way that the essential oils work now is I, I will help you remember it very easily by saying, remember PMS. And I think all of us girls will remember that, and I'm sure the men will too. But the PM and S basically are the three different types of molecules that are, that Sorry, make that. up the. What's that? Sorry, that made me laugh. PMS. Oh. <laughs> the little sound of my wieners <laughs> busting into my room. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's uh, busting in my little one-year-old here. He's he's a beast. Anyway, so um. The three different types of molecules found in essential oils are polyphenols, monoterpenes, and sesquiterpenes. Now, what these all do are, if you can imagine the the activity in and around a cell, there has to be a doorway in and out of a cell for information to travel inside and outside because your DNA is inside of your cell. So that's where the polypropanoids or the polyphenols help they cleanse receptor sites. So they're going to cleanse the doorway so that it doesn't get junked up from the bad data leaving and the new data coming in. So that's what the P stands for. The monoterpenes rewrite cellular data. 
So I, I say it this way. It's like if you have a broken ladder rung on your DNA, those monoterpenes are actually going to fix that ladder rung. So yes, essential oils do actually correct your DNA. Uh, the S, the sesquiterpenes, delete the bad cellular data. So they're going to clean out that old junk and send it through those doorways to the cells so that those monoterpenes can rewrite it. And every different type of essential oil has a different particular compound of those three elements to it. So frankincense, for example, is very high in sesquiterpenes. Sesquiterpenes are what you need to basically, um, you know, get rid of your tumors or, um, and it can go, they can go, the molecules are so small in essential oils that it can actually penetrate the blood brain barrier. And I think a lot of people understand what this blood brain barrier thing is, because there's a lot of talk about that out there in what, um, I don't know what you want to call it, the new world order, the cabal, like whatever you want to call it, what they do, um, what they're trying to do is they are trying to penetrate our blood brain barrier with things like graphene particles and, and stuff like that. So there are, I mean, it's a very common thing. And so essential oils are so small um, in molecular size that they can quickly penetrate the skin and even the blood brain barrier. So it's basically food for your brain, frankincense. So if you have, I usually Anytime somebody has um, any kind of mass growth tumor, whether it's benign or malignant, I, I suggest or teach people that putting frankincense on the crown of your skull is actually going to get to your brain, which then will send it out through the rest of the body to where it needs to go. Mm-hmm. Um, they have done studies where frankincense literally dissolves tumors. So here's the here's a really cool bit too. And I'm going to get into this a little bit next because... Um, when you're talking about how they work, you can amplify their effectiveness. And one of the ways to do that is through prayer. So when you when you think about how we anoint people, and it's kind of like we put hands on people's head, or we put oil on the head, it, that's a very biblical or scriptural thing. Um, to anoint literally just means to give a head massage. That's all that means. But mm-hmm. when you pray, the energy of prayer is a higher frequency. And so it's going to amplify the frequency of these oils, and it's going to double or triple their effectiveness, in, essentially. So um, that's, the, that's the second step to essential oils, is that they're actually liquid light. They are measured, when they are distilled, it is measured on a light spectrum and um, to, to see when they're done, you know, or like a, where they fall. And they are measured in terms of frequency. So frequency is a measurable rate of electrical energy. That's a constant between any two points, right? So um, your human brain operates between a 72 to a 90 megahertz. The human body is a 62 to 68. And and I'm talking relatively healthy human. um, Human body is a 62 to 68. That's essentially where you function in megahertz. Now, when you start having cold symptoms, right, you start getting sniffy nose or, or just those, those signals that your body is giving you that your body is overloaded, because please don't think a cold is being sick. We've got to stop calling it that. Having a cold is your body's way of saying, I'm too full. I need to start releasing some of the toxins because I'm, I'm getting junked up. So your 100%. body is going to start snucking stuff out, right? Right. 100%. Through your nose and, and the mucous membranes. So when you have those cold symptoms, though, because your body is so full of toxins, you're, you're down to about a 58 megahertz. 
So from a 62 to a 68 where you're functioning healthy, a cold will start at about a 58. Flu symptoms are going to be a little bit lower at a 57. That's when you're starting to get the GI bugs and you're puking or you've got the body aches and chills. That's when your body's actually fighting off some sort of an invader, right? And you get Mm -hmm. the fever and fevers are actually good. They are a sign that your body is doing what it was designed to do. 100%. Definitely. And yes, there is a point at which fevers can get dangerously high, but 103 is really not high. Um, That just really shows you that your body's furnace is like cooking up so that it can kill whatever that invader is. So that's a sign actually of a healthy immune system. It Um, is. And let me interject real quick. Yes. Um, A lot of females will get a fever during menstruation. That is your body's way to help and shed that endometrial lining. That is your body's way to get that out. And same thing with, you know, a fever with anything. You are getting hotter so that you are sweating out. Yep. And during that and during that time, females actually um, the, the metabolism kicks on and your body actually, and I know this, we've already kind of covered the whole gross thing, but your body actually starts to move faster. So like your bowels will clean out during that oh, time. Like definitely, everything yeah. in your body starts to move because it's in a state of flushing that stuff out. And that's, right. that's why, because there are still toxins and stuff that are coming out that way as well. And so a fever is the body's natural way of helping with that. So absolutely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So then um, a couple other uh, issues that are common, like candida, that is fungus in the body. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeast infections are candida, basically. And men and women can have candida. And I think we talked about this one, too. If you take a glass of water and you spit into the water and it floats, you have candida. If it sinks, you probably have a little bit, but not enough to be like a truly a problem. Another way to tell is if you look at your tongue, the coating on your tongue, if your tongue is white and not pink, then you need to do some cleansing because you most likely have some candida growth in there. Candida operates at a 55 megahertz. So now if you, and I'm going down the list here to show you that candida is worse than the flu. Um, because it's a slow like growth of mold in the body. Um, and, and it's something that it's not going to be like a 24 hour GI bug. It is literally something that you're going to have to work at. And so that's another thing that people really don't like because of the culture that we have with Western medicine and their immediate fixes, which aren't really fixes at all, but, um, you know, they get relief (laughs) immediately from their symptoms. Right. The candida's at a 55. So now if 62 to 68 is your normal, when you're healthy and you're at a 55, you have low energy. And when you're low, when your energy is low, because frequency and energy, you know, think of it same, same, um, that's when disease is going to start setting in. And I'm getting to a point here, but I want to, I want to run through a couple more things. Epstein-Barr syndrome, um, which is mono essentially, mm-hmm. uh, 52 right. megahertz. That's even lower. Um, cancer starts at a 42. Okay. So think about that for anyone, you know, that might currently have cancer or have had cancer or whatever. If they're already at a 42 and 62 is the bottom of the healthy level, and then they go and they do chemo or radiation, which is going to zap you even harder. 
They're right. basically bottoming out their megahertz, their energy. Okay. So right. then death begins at a 25. 42 to a 25 is your gap between cancer and death. So mm-hmm. if you think of disease, certain diseases, and where they might fall on that frequency scale, then it, it's showing you that your life energy is very, very low. Now, processed and canned food, what do you think the frequency of that is? <laughs> low. <laughs> it's a zero. It's yeah, a zero. Very, so, very low. Yep. So when when you go and grab canned green beans for your Thanksgiving meal, and mm-hmm. no judgment, do what you got to do. But I'm just I'm just making a point here to say that processed food, like any fast food chains or the packaged foods that you buy in the grocery store that can just sit on the shelf without refrigeration or or mm-hmm. um, you know with really long expiration dates, they have zero frequency, which means they are not doing anything to help you live healthy or well. Um, so eating canned foods might be cheap to you, but buying the green beans and then boiling them, buying them in the, the vegetable section and then boiling them at home and having your fresh made green beans, boiling does kind of take them down just a little bit, but you still get some of the vitamins and the, the healthy attributes of those green beans. Um, so fresh is always going to be better for that reason, because you're at least going to get some frequency from them. And that's what food is supposed to do. And again, if, if green beans, let's say as to carry on the example, if they grow from the earth in a garden going back to Adam and Eve, they all, so do herbs, herbs grow in the garden. So again, it's like the lifeblood of a plant, whatever lifeblood of those green beans is left is what is giving you the vitamins and nutrients that you need of getting more greens into your system. Mm -hmm. So then fresh produce is up to about a 15 megahertz. So you're getting some, like I said, and dry herbs, when you take dried herbs, that's a 12 to 22 megahertz. So again, you're still getting a little bit of frequency in those fresh herbs are a little bit higher 20 to 27. So when you just snip the cilantro or the basil leaves right off the plant and put that in your in your food, you're getting a higher frequency because it's fresh and you're getting the lifeblood. You know, it's almost like your body is distilling that on its own. And then essential oils. Now, this is my favorite one. So when we completely extract the lifeblood of that plant into the essential oil bottle, you are getting anywhere from 52 to 320 megahertz. So now, as I ran down all of the list of diseases or the things, you know, that lower our frequency, and you see what essential oils have in terms of megahertz, does it not stand a reason then that these essential oils would actually raise your frequency and bring them up. So that is why I say that they are medicinal. Now the FDA doesn't like us to say that they heal. They don't like us to say that they cure. They don't like us to say any of make any of those claims. But the reason why is because the FDA allows a product to have 100% um, organic on the label. If only 3% of the product is. Exactly. And I, yep. I just want to tell people, um, I can't remember what the guy's name is, but he did uh, a couple different documentaries. One was about McDonald's. It was called like Super Size or something like that. Yeah. You should go watch the one about chickens. And it's about, quote, free range organic chicken and how low the standards are as far as 
free range. Literally, all you have to do is open a barn door and put like a pen. They don't even have to go outside in the pen, but as long as that door is open and there's a pen in front of it, it's considered free range. It doesn't yeah. have to be 100% organic. They were growing them with massive steroids to where the chickens were growing so rapidly that their legs would break or they'd die of cardiac arrest, even at a young age, because they got so huge so fast. So I, t- people should go watch that, seriously. Yeah, and it, it really kind of explains why people should really do their own research and stop listening to like the FDA, first of all, or what or believing what's on the bottle. If you don't go in and research that yourself and ensure that what they are making claims about is the truth, then you could be getting a product that has a little bit of false claims because their rules. In fact, um, I've, I've heard too, that there is a certain percentage, I think it's like 3% rat meat that the FDA allows into like I don't know, McDonald's or fast food meats, because they feel like that they, there's no way to completely ensure that you're not going to get a rodent falling into your meat bins. I don't really know how it's processed, but I thought that was awful that like they allowed a certain percentage of rodent meat to be mixed in um, just because it's something that they didn't feel that they could completely control in the factories and stuff. And I thought, Oh my gosh, like this is, this is not, I mean, they've been lying to us, as we all know, for so long now, but th- that goes to a whole new level. And so that's I, wonder, why- I wonder if that means that there's a certain percentage of cockroach allowed in our uh, McDonald's meat as well. Mm-hmm. I, and I think there is, I think that, um, and I, I can't remember it off the top of my head, but I found something that showed the levels or the percentages that are allowed by the FDA of all of that kind of stuff to be in the food and because, you know, accidents are going to happen. And there was a, I remember when I was young, there was always this story about a thumb being found in Wendy's chili. And, um, because some guy lost his finger during the processing of the meat or whatever. And it ended up in the meat, which then ended up in chili. And I don't know if there's truth behind that, but it does kind of make you think, and it does, it illustrates this exactly that the FDA will let things go through if there's small percentages of it, because they don't think that it's bad for human consumption at a certain percentage. They don't care about purity at all. Let me just say too, that as far as pharmaceuticals go, Um, people that love to take generics because they're cheaper. Generics are only required by law to have 20% of the actual active ingredients in a brand name drug. So if you're a pharmaceutical fan and you like taking medications that are prescribed to you by your doctor, only 20% is what their standard is as far as a generic. So just going to throw this out there. Think about that in terms of birth control pills Mm. for the women who are on birth control and imagine how many pregnancies they are because they don't have that high of a standard. Exactly. Yeah. Just saying. Yep. They're, they're just not that truthful. So, um, you know, clinical research has shown that essential oils can quickly raise the frequency of the human body and then it restores it to its normal healthy level. So, um, and and the reason I say all of this is that it is so important that if you are going to use essential oils, 
that first of all, you have someone who is knowledgeable that can guide you as you're starting, but also that you're picking a company that has really good practices. Um, Personally, I only trust one brand at this point in time. And um, are you cool if I say it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um, So I only trust Young Living Essential Oils, and I will explain why. Because I know all of, I've been involved with Young Living for 12 years now, I believe, maybe even 13 um, at this point, because uh, that's the first thing that I started when my son was very, very small, and I was still trying to figure out how I was going to heal him. Um, And so I I know a lot about the practice of essential oils, because I have been with this company for so long. And I can tell you the difference is that when a company owns their own farmland, they get to decide how um, how they grow those crops. And Young Living took such great care in growing their crops, pesticide and chemical free. And and Gary Young, who was the founder of Young Living, who is no longer on this earth, um, God rest his soul, because he was a beautiful, beautiful, wonderful man. And he was a, a naturopathic doctor, actually. And um, this was his passion and and his life's work. And I can tell you that he would not even allow farmers to walk through his fields or work in his fields if they swear. Because as we covered on a different episode, um, even the words that we speak have frequency to them. He wanted these crops to be grown with such perfect and beautiful frequency to them that like as full of frequency as they could possibly get that he wouldn't allow people to swear in his fields when they were working them. So that's the level of attention that was paid in keeping these oils organic and um, pure. And so they, because he owns all of his own farmland, and now the company owns all the, their own farmland, they can test it for purity uh, properly, and they test it very frequently. So their whole thing is from seed to seal. From the time the seed goes in the ground to the time the seal goes on that bottle they guarantee that it is absolutely nothing more than what the that them pulling the life essence out of that plant and sticking it in the bottle. And there's all sorts of fun facts about how many crops it takes to fill the little, you know, one ounce bottles or the 0.5 ounce bottles that we get, mm-hmm. um, which when you're only needing one drop, because a little dab will do you with these things. And I'll explain another fun fact here in a second, but it doesn't take very much of this bottle. You don't have to like shake it like a salt shaker to get it to work. One drop will do so much for you. So they do actually last a really long time, but in some cases it takes a ton of the actual uh, plant to, to, get one ounce of this stuff. So um, that's why the farmlands have to be massive. And he owns farmland in Israel, in South America, in Africa, certainly in Utah, where the Young Living Farms are, in Idaho as well, um, where the St. Marie's Lavender Farm is. And he also allows those of us who um, initially we were distributors for the oils and they've gone through a recent structure, but they allow us to go and participate in the harvest. So Mm -hmm. we actually help. And he, he had horse driven plows. So he would, he would even harvest old school style. And, and so he didn't want anything wrecking the purity of these oils, not exhaust, not, you know, nothing like that. It was, it's just a really awesome thing. And he wanted to deliver such a pure product to the world. And he did that. And so um, when you have a company that purchases any of their oils from China, 
or anywhere else in the world, they cannot claim that they have the ability to test it, uh, you know, to the, to the same set of standards as if they owned the farms. And right. I do know that there are other companies out there that are every bit as big as Young Living that are that they say that their stuff is pure, but they have a synthetic ingredient in theirs. One particular company that I will not name because that's not what I'm about. I, I don't want to talk down about anything else. I want you to go do your own research and I want you to really make sure that you believe that the oils you are using are truly therapeutic grade and the most pure that you can get your hands on because I want to tell you how to apply these oils and kind of talk about the different schools of thought behind that too. But this particular company has a man-made synthetic ingredient called vanillin. And what it does is it basically sweetens the scent of all of their oils. So if you took the Young Living Lemon oil and smelled it, did a sniff test up against this other company's lemon, theirs would smell like a lemon drop candy and Young Living's would smell like lemon, pure lemon oil, like you just cut a fresh lemon on your counter. And so when, and you can smell the difference because I actually have a couple of bottles when I do in-person classes, I send them around and I have people do the sniff test. And it's so obvious to tell the difference just by sniffing it. The mint is straight from the plant, whereas their mint smells like a candy cane. Um, You know, so I think the reason why they do that is because we're so addicted to sugar and we're so addicted to the smell of sweet things that we're, you know, many people that are, I'm going to just say it, they're toxic. They're getting drawn to that because they have not cleansed themselves from toxic ingredients. And so they're more attracted to the smell. But as I said before, if you don't like the smell of, of an essential oil in its pure form, you need it. And you need enough of it until that smell changes to you, till that all of a sudden that smell becomes acceptable to you. And then your body has probably gotten what it needs from it. So mm-hmm. I want to tell a really quick story, if I may. Um, the, the first person that I ever assisted with these oils when I first jumped in, and I, I don't think I had even been at it for a full month yet. And I was a supervisor for our municipal court. And one of my clerks came in to tell me that she was probably going to have to take some FMLA time um, because she didn't really tell me a lot of details. I kind of pulled it out of her as we went through the conversation, but she had a mass on her liver, they said. They didn't call it the C word. They didn't really name it yet, but they said you have a mass on your liver. And typically when you hear that with the liver, it's sort of a death sentence. I mean, I grew up hearing right. that, you know, that if there was a, a tumor on a liver, then you're pretty much donezo. Right. And so instantly my memory goes back to what I was taught by my parents, right? Well, I had just um, started the oils and I had my, my reference guide. Um, that's all I had. <laughs> that was my the extent of my knowledge. So that's where I started. Okay. And I ended up taking all the chemistry classes. And I, I have educated myself so much now that I want to turn around and help others learn this. But I started with no knowledge, because I was merely seeking a, a, a cure for my own son. So I said to her at one point in the conversation, um, are, are you willing to try anything different? And she said, I'm willing to try anything. And as she was explaining um, her whole scenario to me of where this all started, and I'm not kidding you about this, and I will never forget this as long as I live, but I heard a voice in my right ear only, like it, it was kind of a whisper. And it said, tell her about the oils. And I'm thinking, what on earth? You Immediately, you think that's your own, 
your own thought telling you, well, you should tell her. And I wasn't after a sale, truly. And I didn't feel like I knew enough to go and talk to people about it yet. So, you know, my my own voice answered that voice back and said, no. And so I'm listening to her and I let it go for a little while. And I hear the voice in my right ear again, a little bit louder this time. Tell her about the oils. And um, I was like, no, kind of like, shut up. No. And it was, I mean, to the point of distraction, like it was hard to listen to her because I kept hearing this voice in my ear. A third time I heard this voice, but this time it was a disciplinary voice. That kind that your dad says, you know, where they use all three of your names, you know, and they're like, tell her. And that was, I, I got two words and it was very strong and it was very clear that I needed to say something to her. So um, I was like, okay, well, um, so I just started these oils and I, you know, I had my little kit that I had just bought that I couldn't really afford, but I bought anyway. And I just was obedient to that voice in my ear because it kind of scared me. I'm not going to lie. I mean, it was very like, you know, do it right now. And so I start telling her and I I look up in my book, um, liver. Well, lemongrass was the first oil that came about. Now there's um, Vitaflex points on your hands. And if you could put a map of the body on your hands, your liver's on your right side of your body under your right rib cage. And so um, on your right hand is where you're going to find your liver spot. And it's um, not directly in the middle of your palm, but slightly to the left of that. And um, I I have charts and all of that kind of stuff that it would be so um, easy. if, And maybe Janet, I can try to find one and um, you can put a link to it or something. But I just said, you know, all you need to do is get lemongrass and put a drop right there on your hand and just rub it in. Because when you put it on the liver spot on your hand, those molecules immediately go through the pathway to your liver. Um, And that's kind of based in traditional Chinese medicine because there's all those meridians and pathways in the body and your feet have the exact same map on them. So your feet have the biggest pores in your entire body. So when you put essential oils on your feet, they go into that spot in your body and they go in fast. And so when I actually do a raindrop technique on someone, I actually do the raindrop on the the map on the bottom of their feet first. And I do it right along the edge of their foot where the spine is because I'm that the raindrop technique is me working oils into their spine, but I do it through their feet first so I can get it into the spine internally. And the best and easy way, easiest way to do that is through the feet because those pores are so big. So I started her out with some lemongrass. Well, then I learned um, that orange oil is really important because cancer cannot thrive in an environment where there is orange oil. And it was just a little fact that I was going off of. I really had no formal training, but I believed in these things. I believed these oils did what what I was being told that they did. And because of the purity, how could it be wrong? So I, I get her some orange oil. Now at the time, lemongrass only cost $14 for one large bottle of it. And to put one drop on a day, and you're getting about 350 drops out of that one bottle. I'm thinking, well, that's pretty cheap. I mean, chemotherapy has got to be way more expensive than that, right? Yeah, 100,000%. Exactly. And a bottle of orange oil, the same size is only $10. And so um, I had her taking some capsules of orange oil, two capsules, three times a day. So she was taking six capsules of that a day full capsules. And, um, you know, I think she maybe spent 40 total dollars a month on essential oils. Um, 
And then she got Ningxia Red. Ningxia Red is a juice that Young Living sells. It is a very, very powerful antioxidant juice made with wolfberries. And these wolfberries come from a province in China that he very, very particularly chose because they do not use pesticides or um, chemicals or anything there. And when he visited that province, he noticed that these people that were working the fields were really, really old. And he stopped and was talking to one woman who, no joke, was 120 years old. And her daughter, who was 80, was working alongside her in these fields. And he got to thinking, how are these people so old and still working these fields? And they're spry and, you know, like they don't seem 120 and 80. Uh, and it was because they they have wolf berries or goji berries, which is another name for them, right. in their diet as a regular thing. So you can also get bags of dried wolfberries to snack on. And they're, they're actually quite good, but the juice, um, you take one to two ounces every single day and you can't OD on it. You can't OD on any of this stuff. And the essential oils will never interact with medication. Um, grapefruit, whenever they tell you to not eat grapefruit, if you're taking medication, it's because it's a diuretic and it's going to flush your drug out of your system before it can use it. That's the only reason it's not because it's going to kill you. It's because it's going, it could, could possibly potentially probably render that drug useless to you. Mm -hmm. And that is the only reason why they say don't take grapefruit with your thyroid medication or don't take grapefruit with your meds because it will flush them. And that is literally it. In fact, if you have a hangover, you want to put a couple of drops of grapefruit oil in your water and drink that because it helps flush stuff from your liver quite quickly. So um, anyway, so she start. that's all she did. Lemongrass, the orange oil caps, and then she was taking one to two ounces of Ningxia Red every day. And in five months time, she came to me in my office again, and we had kind of check-ins along the way. And one of those check-ins, she said, well, they can't figure why, can't figure out why the, this thing is not encapsulated. And I said, what? And I didn't know that at that point in time that tumors encapsulate. That's when they get ugly. And that's right. when they root into whatever part they're growing in and they get the tentacles in you. And that's when your surgeon says, I can't undo this. I can't, right. you know, carve this right. all out because it's really in there. Well, and hers, think for for people think about that, like the spike proteins that are mm -hmm. in the current. <clears throat> yep they they dig in, they burrow in these these encapsulations, and what it does, um, it'll create like a finger system, and so yes. even if they go in to remove a tumor, um, they can't get it all because there are so many like spidery fingers that come off of these. Yep. That's what the problem and is. And they'll just regrow. if you, Even if you cut out as much as you can get, in many cases, they'll regrow from that. Right. Because you've, got, you've, you've still got the bad cells still in the finger systems that are going to grow that tumor yep. right back. Yep. Yep. And so hers hadn't encapsulated. And they said, we don't know what you're doing, but whatever you're doing, keep doing it. And she told them. She said, I'm taking orange oil and lemongrass oil. And they, and the doctor says to her, and this is what you're going to just expect this. They said, well, we don't know anything about that, but whatever you're doing, still do it because they can't acknowledge that something else besides drugs will work. 
And so they refused to acknowledge it, but they did encourage her to keep doing it. So I, she came back to me and now, now she was supposed to go to the Mayo Clinic in Minnesota to have three quarters of her liver cut out. That's how big this mass was. They wanted to take three quarters of her liver, which is beyond the point at which it can reproduce because your, your liver does regenerate. If you take, you know, a quarter of it, it'll regenerate itself. But when you take that much of it, there was no hope that it could, or at least that's what they said. So, um, I, every time she would come back to me after having visited her doctors, it basically gave us two more weeks to keep going. So I would say to her, okay, we got two more weeks. It's okay. This isn't bad news. It it hasn't encapsulated. Let's keep going. Just keep doing what you're doing. Okay. So I'm going to, this was supposed to be a really quick story. So I apologize, but I'm going to jump to the end now because five months later, okay, five months guys, oftentimes people take chemotherapy for longer than five months. Um, or they're at least in their treatments for like a year uh, before they are even given the all clear, but then they're not technically all clear for five years. But in five months, she goes back to the doctor. The mass is completely gone. Her doctor was bewildered. She never did go to the Mayo Clinic. She never did have that surgery. The doctor could not figure out what on earth had happened because the rate at which it was going, she was donezo. And he did, they did a blood test and they said that her kidneys and her liver were functioning beyond perfect. And she tells them again, well, I I was doing these oils. Well, they don't, they don't know anything about that. They denied it. They just, I, I don't know what they thought in the end, to be honest with you, but I will tell you there was a whole lot of cheering and screaming in my office that day. And it there, we were whooping and hollering. I mean, she had a completely bill of good, clean bill of health right then and there. And not only that, and she was in her 60s. I forgot to say that at the beginning. She was in her early 60s when this happened. And she goes to the eye doctor not long after that and comes in to my office and says, my eyesight got better. And I was like, what? And she said, yeah, my eyesight got two steps better. And the doctor was like, what on earth? How did this happen? The doctor couldn't figure that out either. Well, Ningxia Red, I call the fountain of youth because it actually reverses aging. That's what antioxidants do. They Mm -hmm. kill the free radicals that cause premature aging. So her eyesight was deteriorating and our eyesight does not have to. If we're taking proper care of ourselves at home, our eyesight does not need to get any better. So, or I mean, any worse. So she, her eyesight <laughs> was getting better. Get on better. Her. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Freudian slip there. Um, and so it, it, she was just a complete miracle. And now here's the thing. The FDA doesn't like me telling people that these essential oils heal. But when you actually are taking part in something that is happening real time in your life, you've had the experience. It's much like God. When you've experienced God, nobody can take that away from you. There isn't a person on this planet that could convince me that God does not exist because I know him and I've experienced him. And this is one of those moments, you know, I I just believe that he gave us these plants. There's, there's life in them and everything with God is life. It's not death. So when something works towards life, you know, your body heals itself. Your body's always working to be healed. Um, You get a cut, your body heals it it's working towards life. I just believe that that's evidence of God everywhere. And, and so watching this process, going through this with my friend, nobody can take that away from me. And no one can prove to me that essential oils don't actually heal there. I said it. 
Um, and, and I won't, I won't mention it again because I don't want to cause any issues, but you know, we got a gag order from the FDA about six years after I started the oils where we were no longer allowed to claim that anymore. And I thought that's hogwash because I was part of this. I watched this happen. I watched what it did for my family. I watched what it did for other people. Um, there was a lot of other stories. In fact, there was one woman, um, who was a cop wife here in town. And she was about to have a hysterectomy because she was bleeding for 30 days. I helped her um, get uh, an oil called progescence plus, which every single female should be on by the way, no matter what your status, no matter if you've had um, any kind of cancer and I can get, I can send you a Q and a to from, I'm trying to remember the doctor's name, but I'll send it to you, Janet, because it's so important for women to balance our hormones and it does mm-hmm. it 100% naturally. And so I gave her this oil and she uses it every single day. She still has her uterus. It it got better. It actually corrected itself. When you're bleeding for 30 days, something ain't right. Right. And not Absolutely. only that, but there was a drink that a drink recipe that I gave her um that has apple cider vinegar in it and that stopped the bleeding initially. And then she got balanced with progestins plus. So when I see, and and then later, you know, I have people saying to me, you saved my life. And I'm like, me, like what, how, you know, and I would love to say that I'm not shocked anymore at what the essential oils end up doing for people. But sometimes I am because it's like, what it did, what? And it's just when you hit that button, where it's exactly the right Thing that that person needs for their healing, and you watch that happen before your eyes, do not tell me that I can't go out there and teach all of you what these things do, because I've seen too much. I've been part of too much. And I know that these are pure, that these are not chemicals like the drugs out there. And sometimes, yes, you may have to try, you know, use them for 10 days, or you may have to use them daily until the issue gets fixed. But I don't have seasonal allergies anymore. And I believe it's because of these oils. I was rubbing lavender on um, around the skin around my nostrils every single day for I don't even know how long it was. I I love the smell, so I just did it. And these are essential; they're not fatty. So when you put them on your skin, it's not greasy. Your skin just soaks them straight in, and they go into your body. And lavender is what they call an adaptogen oil, which means it can change to serve the whatever the purpose is that the body needs it. So frankincense is a bit of one of those lavender for sure is. So if you have frankincense and lavender, you can pretty much um, fix a lot of your issues. There's some people that truly don't like the smell of lavender. And um, when you smell it in its pure form, it doesn't smell like the, the sweet fragrancy things that you buy in the store because that's chemical fragrance. It smells like real lavender And after you use it enough, you will actually be drawn to that smell. Because if you, again, if you don't like it, you need it. And so um, that, you know, hopefully that drives home the point that these are truly medicinal. They can help you. You just have to figure out the right use for them. Now, they will never hurt you. Um, and, And that's, if we can, I'd like to kind of shift into the different schools of thought. Because there's a lot of people out there that that claim, oh, don't put those on your skin. Um, We say, if you put them on your skin neat, N-E-A-T, neat, um, and and just straight up, then they could potentially burn you or hurt you. And I vehemently disagree with that. 
Um, I have right. put oils neat on my children when they were littles and they're teenagers now, but when they were littles, I did that. I have, n- I have hardly ever diluted an oil unless it has a, a heat property to it, like oregano. You got to be careful <laughs> with the oregano. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> you don't want to get it on any particularly sensitive bits. I got, I have this really funny story, not about oregano, but um, it was not one of my brighter moments, but um, it was when my kids were really little. My husband was at work and I thought, I just need to relax and take a bath and have this nice, nice, soothing and calming environment. So I get the mood lighting, you know, the candles and everything. And I thought, I'm going to put some oils in my bath. What would be, what would be like warm and, um, you know, just calming? And I do not know why, but the first oil that came to my brain was cinnamon bark. <laughs> and um, I put cinnamon bark in the bath. And you know how when you sit in bath water, it eventually starts to get cool? Well, mine was getting hotter and I was like, this is odd. I've been in here for like 15 minutes and the water seems to be heating up. And then right about the time I realized that the stinging began. Yes. (laughs) And uh, so I was like, wait a second. Oh my God, cinnamon bark. What was I thinking? So I get out of the bath and I'm drying off just about as fast as you can, right? But at that point in time, it was too late. The oil had penetrated the skin. Now, the reason why you get that stinging, burning sensation is not because it is hurting you. It is because the rate at which it is absorbing into your skin is so fast that the only thing that will technically stop that is to dilute it with like olive oil or coconut oil or a carrier oil. Well, I didn't have any of those around, so what do I do? I grabbed lotion. Also not <laughs> also not a smart choice. Yeah, that's so like, I put that's like lotioning your legs right after you shave. <laughs> yes. Yep. It just drove the burn in, man. And so I remember after that, I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, what did I do? I go and I tuck myself into bed and I just I was kind of like, um, you know. Uh, just going rocking back and forth. And I kept thinking it'll be over in 10 minutes. It'll be over in 10 minutes because it takes about 10 minutes for that sensation to go away. (laughs) Oh boy, that was not my finest moment, but I knew that it wasn't hurting me. It was just very, very uncomfortable. Um, And then I read in a magazine one time that time, time is a good thing to put on your face. Um, So if you have any uh, face product products that show that it has time in it, T H Y M E time, um, then it would, it kind of serves as a salicylic acid type effect. So I thought, well, I have time oil. I shall try this. And you know, the scene in home alone where he puts the aftershave on and he smacks his face (laughs) and then starts screaming. (laughs) Yep. Yep. That's pretty much what happened. And the funniest part was my face did not turn beet red. Like you'd imagine it was burning, but there was no outward, um, visual for that. And I, I just was like, what did I do? I could barely move my mouth because my <laughs> face was on fire. So um, that was another little lesson. And, you know, again, it's like I should have diluted it and I didn't think about it. But I will tell you that I didn't ruin my face. I didn't ruin my bits in the bath. Um, it doesn't actually hurt you. It's just very, very uncomfortable. If you get oil in your eyeball, like if you put oregano on your finger and forget and then wipe your eyeball, it's going to burn. It's not going to feel good. Yeah. 
Just I stick can... uh truly just stick a drop of olive oil in your eye or put some on a clean finger and rub it in there and it will go away like immediately. I use that when I do raindrop technique because the oils I use in that are oregano, thyme, marjoram, um oh what else basil and you know so it's it's kind of like all the cooking uh, oils the herbs and so if they have uh like oregano and thyme together will really kind of get you sometimes so if that happens i just use my carrier oil and it immediately dilutes it so that my client is not burning because it's not hurting them it's just that it it's going in through the skin so fast that it causes discomfort so there are different schools of thought there's german french and uh, British schools of thought as far as essential oils and how to apply them. Now, the German school emphasizes that inhalation is the best way to receive the benefits of essential oils. What inhalation does is it puts oil molecules directly into your bloodstream through the alveoli of the lungs. And Mm -hmm. um, it goes directly to the brain as well through the olfactory nerves, which connect to your central brain. So um, that is one way and, and what do we do when we open a bottle? The first thing we do is we sniff it, right? Mm, right? So that's the German school. The English school emphasizes massage with the neutral carrier oils containing 2 to 5% essential oils. So they're saying don't, don't hardly use essential oils at all. In fact, they don't really... They don't really like it, people to use a lot of essential oils for, you know, everything in your life. The, the English are pretty tight about that. Um, they, it's, it, their warnings about that are probably valid when non-therapeutic grade oils are applied. And so right. they have the reality that most people are probably not going to go buy pure. They're going to grab those Walmart oils and try to stick them on your skin. I wouldn't do that. I really wouldn't. Right. Um, I wouldn't even honestly breathe those in. And I am very, very careful when I, I don't go to Bath and Body Works anymore. Um, I can't handle the smell because I have been around essential oils for so long that that smell just straight up burns my nose. And and instantly my nose starts dripping. My body has a reaction. I don't like it at all. Um, essential oils detoxify the body. And when you do, when you use essential oils every day in your life, and I'm talking, I have them in my bathroom. I have them right next to me on my desk here. I have a wall um, thing that I have that I have probably 200 bottles in. I have cases of them that I take with me everywhere for first aid purposes. I have them in my kitchen. Um, my, my whole entire family has a diffuser in each of their bedrooms or their respective rooms. And I have a diffuser in every room of my house. So when you're around it in your life, eventually you become detoxified because that's what they're constantly working to do. My pets get the same scent. Now, I don't lock my pets in an enclosed space and put on the the oils that people have passed around kill dogs and or or cats and I, I'll talk about that here in a minute because you don't be a dumbass, right? Like why would you lock your animal in a room and put a friggin' diffuser on anyway without venting it? Like why would you do that? Exactly. Because animals are so much more sensitive. But well, some I digress. People are I'll talk about that. Pretty stupid. So there you yeah, go. Yeah. Well, exactly. And and that's what I think when people go and buy that now brand um, in the stores, it's like, good lord, please stop it. Just stop. Um, if you're going to, if you want the benefit of an oil truly, then you've got to go pure, or you cannot say that essential oils do not work. It's kind of like voting. If you don't vote, you don't get to say anything. Right. <laughs> Be quiet. And, and I <laughs> so, just want to say real quick. Um, when you were talking about the cooking oils 
I mm-hmm. literally use all of those. Um, I love them. I love using the cilantro and literally it takes one drop and that is it. Yes. Because if you put any more than one, my husband can automatically, he's like, oh my God, that's too much. It's overpowering. Yep. And so they have, you know, all of the seasonings that I normally would buy at the store, they have them in the oils and it saves so much money because you use very little of it and it gives it a much richer flavor. Plus I'm, I'm getting the health benefits from all of that. And Shannon put me on the lemongrass oil as well. Um, She's also sent me another one that I wear on a necklace um, we have pine, we have lemon, we have orange, we have the cinnamon bark. We literally have a bunch of them. And I'm telling you, they work because the benefits for me have been amazing. And it doesn't take very much. I mean, you have a small sampling of what they actually offer and it, it's already affecting your life positively. And that's mm-hmm. the experience that I think most people have. And um, what I what I commonly hear, and it happened to me too, and this is why it always makes me smile a little bit, is I got these oils, but my husband hates it. He's always like, stop yes. doing that around me. And it's things like lemon oil. And I'm like, That's, your husband can't handle lemon oil? My wow. husband cannot stand the lemongrass. And he's like, oh, will you go away from me for a while until it like absorbs into your skin and then you can't really smell it anymore. Yeah. But he's yeah. like, oh, will you go outside, please? That's just too much. It's overpowering. <laughs> It's so funny. And it's such a common thing. And I have, I literally have that as one of the most common questions that women ask me when they, when they start with oils in my classes. And I just laugh and say, you know what, just keep diffusing things because one day he will come out and say, uh, because he'll notice it smells different if you're not diffusing it. So right. he'll be like, where, where's that one oil that you used to diffuse? And he won't know what it is or why, but he has now become used to it. So then it'll be like, well, um, do you think you could diffuse that thieves again? I really liked that when he hated it in the beginning. And then he's going to ask for his own diffuser in his own space. My husband did that. And he then needed his very own um set of the tree oils because he loves every single kind of tree oil that they have. And they have a lot. They have cypress, they have cedarwood, they have pine, they have evergreen, they have blue spruce, uh, blue tansy. There's so many different kinds of tree oils. And my husband had to have his own set. He couldn't just use the ones that I have in my rack in my office. He's had to have his own. So we went from don't do that around me, you know, wait till I'm not in the in the house to, oh my gosh, I have to have my own stuff. Mm-hmm. So little by little, it does win them over. But I'm telling you, as a society, we are so highly toxic that when we initially smell, and I'm going to just say it, it's the truth. It's just truth. When you smell these oils, purity to me equals truth. Um, you're getting such a pure thing into your body. Your body recognizes it. But when you are junked up, it's going to cause a rejection of it. And it's going to cause a discomfort. And you're going to be like, I don't like that. But the more that it goes in and the more you smell it, the the smell will shift over time and you'll begin to like it because it is actually helping your body. And for for some reason, the body knows that. And the body, the body keeps the score, right? The body tells the truth. And so truth knows truth. When you're sniffing truth, your body's going to know it. And eventually the truth wins. 
and your body is going to crave the oils. And pretty soon it's going to be in every room of your house like it is in mine. I didn't start out that way. And the more that you buy, the more free things you get for crying out loud. I get handfuls of free stuff every single time I put in an order and I'm like, I don't know what to do with all this. So I give it away. Um, you know, because some people can't afford it right away, but I really believe every single household needs these so much in their lives that I, I, I do giveaways all the time. And, um, if somebody needs to try something, I'll give them a little bottle because I have out of my plenty, I give freely. <laughs> right. Um, I just believe in it so much. Um, and I think so that- too, like for me, um, like I really, really enjoy using the cilantro oil. Mm -hmm. And so if I make something and I don't have cilantro oil in it, I'm like, ugh, like I really, it tastes better with cilantro oil or it smells better. And your body's already craving it and recognizing it. And yeah. Yep. And it, your body needs it then, especially if you're craving it as well. Um, there are, so there are, um, some oils that have names like thieves, for example, when it doesn't say the name of the plant on the bottle, it's a blend. And if it says the name of the plant, like marjoram or thyme, um, Mm -hmm. that's a single oil, single origin oil is what they're called. So, um, and I'll get to the blends in a moment because those address, emotional blocks and emotional issues that we have that are causing us to have physical manifestations in our body. And that's one of my specialties is um, really unblocking emotional things in the body because it gets stored in there. And then when you don't let go of some of the trauma that you've taken in emotionally over your life, it turns into a physical manifestation where all of a sudden, randomly, one day your knee's going to hurt. And you're going to be like, what did I do to my knee? I didn't hit it. I didn't have a trauma. It's because you have emotional blockages. So I'll talk about that here in a second. But the third school of aromatherapy is the French. And the French emphasize taking essential oils orally, but in practice, they utilize all four methods of administration. So um, I kind of operate a little bit more on the French style. So there's four ways that you can take the oils. And I'm speaking specifically about Young Living. Please do not do this with any other brand unless you can prove that they are 100% pure. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and that's your disclaimer here because I, I literally know Young Living oils backwards and forwards. And because of their purity, I can attest to this. So there's four basic portals where essential oils can enter the body. And one is through your lungs. Two is through your skin. Three is through your digestive tract. And four is through the absorbent tissues of our body orifices. Yep, we're going there. So um, the body orifice orifices I'm talking about are basically rectum, vagina, or even um, under the tongue. So where it enters the bloodstream immediately. Swallowing oils to be assimilated through the digestive tract will result in a major portion being destroyed by the stomach acids. So we have little capsules like veggie caps that you can fill and put essential oils into and take them internally. And you need to understand that probably a lot of that will be destroyed. But there still will be some of it that gets absorbed through the tissues. And that's exactly what you're after. Because again, it doesn't take very much to work. So if you're putting a whole capsule in, you're getting enough of what you need for it to function in your body. Um, And then of course, holding oils in your mouth allows them to be absorbed directly into the bloodstream through the tissues under the tongue and through the inside lining of your cheeks. 
And some, some oils are not, um, not tasty. So we can put them in capsules and that's okay. Uh, I've been around them for so long. I truly don't think any of them are disgusting. And there's one called Digize. If you have food that just doesn't seem to be digesting and it's just sitting kind of like a rock in your gut, putting Digize under your tongue and holding it there for 20 to 30 seconds and then um, taking a swallow of water, that's going to move your digestive tract in about 10 to 15 minutes. You'll feel relief from it. So I do that whenever I feel like things are stopping and it, and it works wonderfully. So again, I'm not diluting it. I'm putting it directly into my mouth. Um, with Young Living Oils, there is a, a line that they call Vitality. And they have a white label and it says Vitality on it. But it's the same exact oil as the non-Vitality. They just have to label it differently because that's what the FDA did. The FDA said if you're going to, um, and they have to go through all this testing to be cleared through the FDA so that the FDA will agree, yes, this can be taken internally, but then they have to put a separate label on it. So you need to know if you decide to go down the Young Living Road, um, it doesn't matter which thieves bottle you buy. It's all the same oil, but the FDA is making them label it differently because they're saying it's safe for internal consumption. Um, However... I take pretty much any of them internally that I want. I've never had an adverse effect. You have to be smart about that too. If you're allergic to something, you're not going to just go and take it, right? You're just, you have to be really, really careful. You got to try it, you know, on the skin a little bit. Now, this is, I have to find this article because um, there is a doctor who is also gone from this earth now, and he was one of the sweetest men that ever existed. And he actually wrote a book called The Chemistry of Essential Oils Made Simple. And it's Dr. David Stewart. And he was the one that created the the Thieves Blend. And the story of that is, is that there was a, in the days of the bubonic plague, there was a, a bandit of thieves, right? Um, or a band of thieves. And they figured out the recipe of putting the, the what the oils are that are inside thieves um, into, they painted the inside of their masks with it. And they would go and loot the dead bodies because once um, somebody was infected with the plague, they would like leave. They would leave the town. They, you know, they left the bodies to just rot because it was so highly contagious that they could get it just by being around the dead. Well, these thieves figured out how to protect themselves from it. And um, it's because of how antibacterial this is. And in fact, anytime I've ever had food poisoning or um, my cousin got food poisoning one time, and I'm not joking about this, within two hours, you, you take drops of thieves in water, in a glass or a metal container, by the way. Um, and you're up in two hours and you're like cleaning your house and you're like ready to go again. It kills whatever bacteria causes um, food poisoning. You stop vomiting. And sure, it's going to be an uncomfortable couple of hours, but at least it's not all night long or three days long like some people suffer. So right. I, I genuinely tell people, get thieves and always have it on you. Where Take it on trips with you. Um, have it. I have a bottle in my desk at work. I have a bottle sitting right next to me now because Thieves is what I use. There's a whole cleaning line. It cleans your home. It, you can clean your toilets with it. Um, there's, there's a Thieves cleanser. And so if you want your home to be completely chemical free, get the Thieves cleaner. It's concentrated. So you mix it with water and it, it 
you can wipe the surfaces of your kitchen. You can wipe your floor with it. My, one of my wieners actually really likes it because I think he likes the smell of it. And after he makes a mess in my house, cause he's still one and every now and then he's a jerk. Um, we clean it with thieves. And sometimes I think he was doing it just so that we would get the thieves out and spray so he it because he likes that smell. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, you'll, you'll find that your pets will identify with a specific oil. We had an Akita long ago when I very first started with the oils, she loved cedarwood. It was amazing what cedarwood would do for her. And, um, I, she lived a lot longer than Akitas normally live. And I think it's because we went chemical free when we had her and, um, I would put it in her food. I would put in the sulfurzyme capsules into her food because it would help um, get sulfur into her joints, which is one of the places in the body where sulfur is present. That in the hair follicles. So sulfur does really great things for hair growth and stuff. And I would open the capsules and mix it up in her food. And she loved it. She loved the smell of the oils. Um, dogs are very sensitive though. So you have to be really, really careful. Some of them will act like they cannot stand it, but that's just because it is so strong. You really do need to dilute for animals. And I have the animal desk reference guide too, that I use because their sensitivity is so much higher than humans that you just really need to exercise caution with them, but it's not going to kill them. If you diffuse it in, in the house and it's in a bigger space or in a bigger room, it actually does help them. And so, um, you know, I, I have never had an issue around any of my pets. They've never been sick from it. In fact, it just, it, it increases our life force. That's what the energy and the frequency does of all of these oils. So, um, the best way to optimize the benefits of all of these oils is to just be open to administering them by any and all pathways, by your nose, your skin, your mouth, your intestines, the rectum and or vagina, depending on the situation. You are not going to want to put oregano on your vagina. I'm just going to tell you that right now. That will start a bushfire. I'm telling you. I was you. just going to say that because when, you know, um, I started taking the oregano oil in the in the capsules to to help get rid of yeast. Because you can get yeast in your respiratory tract and, and whatever too. And since I always have sinus issues, I thought, oh, this would be a great thing. And like I was trying to put the oil drops into these capsules and it ran down the side one time and I swallowed the capsule. My face was numb. My lips were <laughs> numb. Like yep. it ran down. Like I felt like my lips were swollen, like from a shot at the dentist or something. I'm yep. like trying to talk to Greg and he's like, what? And I'm like, <laughs> yep my sister actually has put them on cold put oregano on cold sores before and it will burn like a mofo but yeah. it will actually kill that virus so yeah it kind of it lessens the life of the cold sore do too not, but you got to be able to take it <laughs> yeah do not put oregano oil or cinnamon bark on your hoo-ha or your pooper <laughs> exactly. And you will still get benefits, but it ain't going to feel well. <laughs> I'm on fire. So, one of the, so I want to really quickly define therapeutic grade essential oil too because we've said that a lot. And how do you tell and what do you, how do you know if something is a therapeutic grade because we've already talked about how you can't really trust what's on the bottle. Um, a therapeutic grade essential oil is defined here as one that is spe specially distilled from plants that are cultivated organically or grown wild in a clean environment 
not gathered along a busy highway. So um, that is the level of purity that that can be used to claim therapeutic grade. And therapeutic grade is exactly that. It's going to help you with specific illnesses or let's call them body signals or I don't like the word symptom. I don't. I, I think it's your body signaling to you that something is wrong and you need to investigate. And there's so many signals that your body gives off. And many times the answer is emotional in nature. Mm-hmm. And um, but really quick before I get into emotions, I don't want to forget to talk about life pipes. Oh, so, I was just going to say that because that was, yeah, that was that, a happy Because that is one me. way that we get those oils into our body. And Janet tried a life pipe when we met in Denver and loved it. And it's one of my favorite tools. So, um, and I believe it's on Facebook. You can go to, if you just search life pipes and it will say young living life pipes, but they are hollow wooden, um, pipe shapes from made from really, um, specialized wood. And like, I can't even think of what mine is off the top of my head, but you know, like teak wood, or they use really beautiful woods for this because it can, it can hold these essential oils and the oils won't wreck the the wood. So essential oils, when they are truly pure, they will eat plastic. And so you can't drink them out of a plastic bottle because you'll be eating, you'll be drinking plastic molecules and it will break the plastic bottle down. So you have to make sure that whatever you're putting them on or in can withstand it. And it's typically natural substances like glass, wood, or metal, um, are the best vessels to put the oils in. So if I use a hydro flask for water and it's a plastic straw, I'm not putting essential oils in that. I'll just drink it straight out of a glass from my kitchen. Um, so you have to be really, really careful because it will eat plastic. So I'm going to just say that at the outset. So these life pipes are really beautiful wood um, made from exotic places. And they, I think the life pipes are about $45. They're really not bad. But what you do is you take a little piece of cotton ball, um, just enough to hold a drop of essential oil, but also enough, uh, just enough to where you can like suck air through it. And it's, you're not going to suck the cotton ball in through the pipe. And you put um, something that is going to help with your lungs. So there's RC, which is a lung oil, Raven, Raven Sarah, um, frankincense you can do that one's really I love frankincense um, and you put one drop on that little piece of cotton ball at the end of the pipe and it's different than smoking a cigarette you're literally like breathing it all the way through your lungs like so you open your throat and just breathe it in and you can completely feel the essential oil molecules coming into your throat and then getting into your lungs And what I generally tell people is because you want to get it all the way to the bottom lobes of your lungs, you breathe in as deep as you possibly can until you cough. And what's funny about it, and Janet, you can explain your experience, but when you cough after you pull in from this life pipe, you can tell that that cough is the kind that is getting rid of junk. You are literally getting that junk lifted out of your lungs and you're coughing out the stuff that was stored in there. And these oils have antibacterial properties to them. And so you're really cleansing and cleaning out your lungs so that you can open up and breathe deeper. So if you have a congested, if you're if you're congested or if you run outside in the winter and you kind of feel like your lungs are burning a little bit, then you put RC on on your life pipe and you breathe that in and go all the way until you can cough out any of the junk that's in there. 
I only do it about five times in one in one sitting. Um, and then you can do it a couple different times throughout the day or just once every day, breathe in five times, and you will be amazed at what, what happens with your the health of your lungs. Yeah, and it was amazing because you know, when we were in Denver, um, everybody knows I'm very congested all the time because of <clears throat> sinus surgery <laughs> that was supposed to cure it. Um, and so Shannon's like, I'm going to take a hit on my life pipe. And I'm like, a what? A what are you hitting on? <laughs> <laughs> so I went in the room with her and I, I sat down, watched her and, you know, looked at this pipe, which it is really pretty wood. But anyway, like the very first time I did that, like my sinuses completely cleared up. I didn't feel like I had any of the junk in my chest or anything like that. Like everything just completely cleared and I was able to breathe without feeling that congestion. It was that amazing. And I only took two hits off of that, but it was, it worked. Definitely. Yeah, worked. And I, I have another tool that I use um, for my clients too. It's called an aroma dome. And it's like this little tent that pops open. And um, I have them lay on my massage table and their their torso and upper body is in this tent. And I have a very special kind of a diffuser that um, you don't put water in. You literally, the, it is completely diffusing the molecule straight out of the essential oil bottle and piping that in through that tent. So it's an enclosed space where you're breathing in those essential oils straight, just essentially like that life pipe does. And the diffuser is five minutes on, five minutes off so that it gives you kind of a break. But for five minutes, you're breathing straight essential oil. And I have literally seen people come out of there where their pupils are dilated and because it really like it, it is lifting your frequency it, huge. Right. And as we talked about frequencies, it if you want to increase your vibration and frequency, even if you're in a healthy state, the higher your frequency or vibration is, the, the more open to the spirit um, or spiritual realm you are. So the higher the frequency, the closer you are to... Uh, whatever you believe is your higher power. Um, it opens your pineal gland, you know, and you can really access that very, very easily at that point in time. So we want, and that's why prayer also amplifies the the frequency. So some people just want to have a better like meditative experience. And so you can put frankincense in there and that's 187 megahertz. When you're when you operate at a 62 to a 68 when you're healthy and you put 187 on top of that and you're breathing that in, that's going to be some good prayer time, let me tell you. But mm -hmm. it also gets into your body and affects your body. Now, what happens also when there's a, a high frequency like that, disease cannot set in when your molecules or your atoms of your body are vibrating at such a high rate. No, there's no dead tissues that can surpass that can last through that. So it, it comes out through the excretory system. So um, disease can't set in when you are vibing high. And again, I can't stress this enough. It's in the words we speak. It's in the thoughts that we think, because negative thoughts are the number one toxin producers in our body. We mm -hmm. have to stop being um, 
fire and brimstone and everything, everyone's going to die. And this is, you know, we have to start thinking on things that are positive and happy and lovely and honorable and right and just and focus on those things because what we focus on grows. So if you're focusing on negative, you're going to get negative, which means you're going to get sick a lot. Right. I'm sorry to tell you, but having two to three colds a year is not normal. I don't remember the last time I had a cold. Um, I had, I actually had um, the vid back last Thanksgiving, so a year ago, and I was not able to taste my Thanksgiving meal, dang it. But, um, you know, it was mild and it was totally fine, but I wouldn't call that a cold. Um, I don't get colds. And I think it's because I I really cap- take captive my thoughts. I'm tr- I try to be a very positive individual. Right. Even if I have down mm. moments, I'll sniff some oils, I will meditate, I will get myself back out of that pit because I can't stay there. It's not it's not right. And I don't want anything to manifest in my physical body because my thoughts were negative and that's what I was focusing on. So that's what the frequencies of these oils are going to do. So if you get in this aromadome tent, you can get in it if you're experiencing some chest congestion or you just need sinus sinus pressure relieved, that it'll work for that, but it will also work to help open you up to a higher frequency state so that you can meditate or, you know, just really get yourself up there in terms of frequency. And so that's another method that I use to helping people get those essential oils into their body. I think that's wonderful and I was sitting there thinking about that and I thought, oh, an aromadome tent and a massage. <laughs> yeah. You know what? Um, yeah, I should but- try to schlep that with me on my next trip because it, it kind of com- it folds compact and I can bring all of that stuff so you can experience the aromadome. You just have to remind me. <laughs> oh, that would be that would be fantastic. So if somebody uh, wants to schedule with you for an appointment, where can they get a hold of you at, whether it's a consultation or they need help with essential oils, or if they want to switch to you as a naturopathic doctor, they can be your patient and you can help to correct their issues. Where can they find that at? Absolutely. They can find me at creativelightwellness.org. And then on Facebook and Instagram, I am at creativelight16. And so they can either, um, if they want to just schedule directly for a virtual appointment or consultation, go to creativelightwellness.org and you can, there's a scheduler right on there. And then um, if they want to just kind of reach out and chat a little bit first, um, I, I have a day job right now and I'm trying to transition over fully. So I need lots more clients, everybody. So please um, come and see me. I would love to help. Um, but you, if you want to reach out and just kind of get a direction first to see like what would be the best for you, um, or if you're going to swing through Montana, you can just let me know and we'll see if I can't get you for an in-person appointment somewhere and do a raindrop because those are brilliant. I think that you would never want to have a massage again after you have a raindrop technique done. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would love to chat and help anybody with this. It, it is my passion. And while I was initially trying to help my son with it, I believe that was just the way that God kind of turned my chin in that direction because it was, it's definitely what I'm meant to do. And I feel that with every ounce of my being. Mm -hmm. I agree. And any, anything that you can do or learn to help yourself 
and to help better yourself and to help yourself get healthy and well again, I am definitely all for that. I use those products. I use not only the cooking oils, but um, the, the gelatin tabs. I take things orally. I also have other products from them. I love the toothpaste. I love mm-hmm. the hard candies. Um, I love the deodorant. I think they're fantastic. So I am and, a huge supporter of that. And for Young Living, if you specifically would like to get started with Young Living, um, and you want to make sure that you get you want to put my member number in there when you when you start purchasing because I offer all sorts of classes and personal assistance and I give most of my time to those that um, that basically I can take care of to kind of educate and help you along along the way. My member number for Young Living is one two three four one three eight. So when you go in to purchase, it'll ask you for like a sponsor or a member number. Use that number, 12341138, and I will be your sponsor. And then I can offer you classes. I can offer you education. I can send you materials. Um, I'm going to be offering some virtual classes here pretty soon. Um, and just all sorts of different topics. You know, there's there's a supplement line that Young Living has, and that's what I take because they are fortified with essential oils. So they're mm-hmm. not only just B-complex vitamins, but they're B-complex that are fortified with essential oils, making them even more useful to your body. And they are my favorite line of supplements. Um, like I said, I take Sulfurzyme and Mineral Essence regularly. And um, I, I have just had really truly the healthiest part of my life has been since I've been part of Young Living. So. Yeah. And I love that. So my dear, any final thoughts for you today? I would just say that um, Western medicine isn't the only answer that's out there. There are so many things that are effective and please don't write essential oils off as snake oils or roll your eyes because they've become a fad. If you really want to learn about them and really learn how they can help you and your family, there is so much education and it's one of my passions. Please reach out. I'm happy to help, uh, help you get pointed in the right direction, but to truly, um, change the life and wellness of your family, these, these absolutely will help you. Amen to that. My dear, thank you again for joining me today. I love you so much. We had so much fun together and I cannot wait um, to do more shows in the future and can't wait to see you in person again and have a blast. So well, it's my honor and pleasure. And I love you so much. You are you are one of my best friends. I love you dearly. So thank you for having me on. Oh, you are so welcome. So for me and for Shannon, we shall see you next time. Have a good one. Bye bye.